0: You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. So hello everyone. This is February 22nd, 2022. I am Pastor Donna and I'm coming to you solo today and for the next five or six weeks while Richard is over in Tanzania uh, evangelizing and bringing souls into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Um, so yeah, so last week we talked about soulmates and how the concept of soulmates is just really not biblical. So if you've missed that podcast, uh, please go back and just listen and take a look at that in your life and how you view that. And that got me to thinking because soulmates, it's, it's unbiblical. um Just to recap, in one sentence, Jesus is the only perfect person in our lives, and only Jesus can truly complete us completely, if that makes sense. So that got me thinking about soul ties, and I don't know if all of you have heard about soul ties, but um, that is something that I was made aware of several years ago, many, many years ago, in coming through Inner Healing and Deliverance Ministry, And being able to be set free from those chains and bondages and strongholds uh, from the past and from decisions that I've made from my past and what I've done uh, in my past um, that has consequences that are brought forward into my today and and into the here and now. And soul ties was one that I was not aware of, um, but made perfect sense because of how I I knew it connected with me uh, when I heard about it. But really, soul ties, and you can Google it. Um, Be careful when you Google it because uh, Googling it will give you maybe a worldly uh, view of soul ties in a way that it won't tell you what it is completely, which is it's sin. Um, The world will tell you that having this connection with someone or unhealthy union with someone um, is okay, and it's just really not. So... um, Make sure you're looking at the right research documents and the right things when you're looking things up on Google. And and as you know, Richard and I are Christian followers. We are Jesus followers. And what we bring is foundational truths from the Bible. And so um, that's where we're coming from, just to let you know. So let's get into it. So what is a soul tie? Uh, For those of you that haven't heard of it before it's it's an unhealthy uniting that takes place between two people so it's more than memories it's more than emotions Um, it's a spiritual union a connection uh, that happens in the spirit that takes place between two people whether you're a believer or not a believer God created uh, man from the beginning of time Uh, that is all of us, He created us, male and female. That was what I was talking about on my marriage minute uh, live broadcast earlier this morning. And um, so He cre- created us, spirit beings. So whether you're an unbeliever or a believer, that is how He created us. Um, and really, truly, what is what the soul tie is talking about is that anything that that is replacing your dependence on God and God alone. So uh, like me, I didn't know it at the time. Uh, I didn't know God at the time, but I was connecting with people, and I will go into the ways that that works uh, a little bit here in a minute, um, connecting people, whether it was emotionally or physically, uh, through just my life um, that created unhealthy spiritual connections that, that would keep me uh, thinking and pulling back to thoughts of that person and reliving moments with that person um, in an unhealthy way that wasn't allowing me to be in the here and now and be present and, and truly fully rely on God. So you may not know um, at the time or know currently that uh, you've got a soul tie. I, we all have had them. I'm, I'm certain of that. Um, but in all things, we want to bring awareness, right? So this is just a, a podcast that's bringing awareness to a spiritual matter um, in your life that can help free you up and allow God to move on your behalf. So that's kind of what we're all about here. A biblical example of a soul tie um, is in Genesis Genesis 22. It's Abraham and Isaac. So Abraham had a soul tie to Isaac, which I can see how this happened. It is you know Abraham and Sarah prayed and prayed and prayed for a child. God told Abraham he'd be the father of many nations, but Sarah was uh, barren, and it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 years later, Sarah uh, was pregnant. God blessed them with Isaac. And so I can see how Isaac would be put up on a pedestal. Uh, It was his one and only true blood son. I mean, he had a son with uh, Sarah's servant, Hagar, Um, that was not the son that was supposed to be. Uh, the father of many nations for for Abraham. And so he was trusting God for a son. And after many years, like I said, God gave him a son. So that was a miracle. I can totally see how you would just idolize this little baby and this boy as he's growing up just for simply being born because he was a miracle. But God had to deal with Abraham's soul tie to his son And he did that by commanding him to sacrifice Isaac. I I can't even imagine how that would be and how that would feel and put him to death. And so God was wanting Abraham and and showing him uh, that he was putting Isaac first and foremost and that that was only a place that rightfully belonged to God. But once God saw that the soul tie had been broken by Abraham, had been broken, and Abraham was putting God first, he stopped that sacrificial act. So Abraham, Abraham, in his obedience to the Lord, was going to follow through with his sacrifice of Isaac. And when God saw that, he realized that Abraham, in his obedience, was putting God first He restored God to his rightful place in his heart, and he provided then, as we know, uh, and for those of you that don't, he provided an alternate sacrifice, a ram over in the bushes, and ultimately Isaac was spared. That is an example of a soul tie uh, from a parent to a child that can happen and does happen a lot. I I have seen it um, played out a lot in relationships with parents and their children, um, even to this day. So a soul tie is caused by emotional or physical involvement that also includes sexual activity. Um, I've kind of alluded to that, but it's not always a sexual thing. So I have an example from my very own life as an adult. Um, I didn't realize this until I was made aware of the soul ties, but I had a, I had a very, very, very good friend. Uh, we relied on each other. We did everything together. Our family, our our us and our kids did things together. Um, It was just a connection that um, seemed right. It it was perfect. And what was happening was I was confiding in her and doing things with her uh, and our kids uh, that I should have been doing with my husband. I was leaving my husband at home alone. uh, And consequently, she was with her husband as well. And it was just unhealthy, I, you know, looking back on it and being able to um, talk about this with my husband. It was very hurtful for him um, to know and to, to experience that. And so I didn't realize that for the longest time. I thought that was just, hey, it's my best friend and we do everything together. And, and you know, that's really not, it really wasn't a healthy union um, because I was placing her and her relationship above my spouse and certainly above God. Um, so it was, just an, an, it was just unnatural, I think, and not that I knew it at the time, um, but that was what happened in my life just with a, one certain person. There are other things that have happened, um, but it, it, so it can be an unnatural tie to a parent, to a friend, to your brothers, your sisters, so your family, your kids also. Um, but but specifically, I want to talk about, you know, it can be an unnatural, unhealthy union that affects your marriage. So Genesis two twenty four says, therefore, a man leaves his father and his mother and cleaves to his wife and they become they become one flesh. So the soul tie represented here is a tie to one's parents that needs to be broken for a husband to cleave to his wife. So in Matthew 19.5, it says, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh, cleaving to his wife once again. So I wanted to look up the word cleave. What in the world does that mean? I've seen it in the Bible, obviously. But it means to split or to sever something. So here we're talking about a tie to our parents, naturally so, um, that needs severed in order to truly be one with our spouse. I, I see this a lot with moms and sons, can be with dads and daughters, it can be with anybody. Um, but but the Bible calls us into a covenant relationship with God in our marriage and a commitment to our spouses to make them a priority. And that means that that family unit, the, the husband and the wife and, and kids that come later, is the priority. That unit is the priority, not what your parents want, not what they think you should do, not trying to make them happy. You are a unit now. You have to cleave to your wife. You have to separate yourself from your parents. And and, and wives, you need to do that as well. Separate yourself from your parents because now you're that unit that you need to protect and to nurture and to care for. So allowing closeness or intimacy with another person. So that's not your spouse. That is also a, toll, a soul tie. So this can happen so easily if you're not on your guard. It, it, my husband and I, we've done counseling with so many people that they just said, I didn't see this coming. I don't know what was happening. I was uh, not even thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, there it is. So what what happens in those situations is um, there might be some issues at home, Uh, The marriage might not be as perfect as an ideal as you want it to be. And so your guard is let down or you get tired of fighting the, uh, I'm going to stay strong for my marriage battle. I I get it. Um, And so your guard is down and you start connecting um, on an emotional level with another, could be male, could be female, that is not your spouse and though, then that starts taking place in your heart and in your mind above your relationship with your spouse. So that's what I'm talking about. It's a soul tie. It's a connection, a union that has happened that somewhere in your spirit says, uh, we have connected with this person. This person is... Um, going to complete me. This person is everything that I've been looking for and seeking. And so that can happen as well. And if you're not married, you know, this is referring to any physical action that belongs in the covenant relationship of marriage. Um, As we say here at uh, Marriage Minute, um, we are Bible-based. We're foundationally based in the Word. Uh, God is our source. The Bible is our source. His Word is true. And so, marriage or, or sexual activity outside of marriage um, creates that spirit-to-spirit bonding with that person. Um, that is, uh, it's certainly not holy before God. It's unhealthy. Um, it's a union that shouldn't be happening, uh, even as you know, uh, young kids and in high school and whatnot, and sleeping with each other before marriage. That that's just not something we condone. Uh, not something we agree with. And so um, what we want to do here is create uh, a legacy that we can be proud of. And these are truths that have played out in my life so many times, biblical truths that have played out. So I'm not coming to you uh, just willy-nilly and throwing information at you. I've lived this. Richard has lived this. Our girls have lived through this. And we've, we've walked this process with our girls um a few times, you know, in, in their journey with the Lord. So, but if you are marriage, married, obviously, uh, this is referring to physical and emotional actions that are reserved for your spouse only. Uh, you know, what is that uh, relationship in uh, your workplace that you wait for that person to come in or you're looking to see if, if they're there today at work? Um, that's unhealthy. That's, that's reserved for your spouse. And I would encourage you to just shut that down and get with your spouse and get with a Christian counselor and figure out where uh, the ship has gone off course in your marriage because something has happened um, to cause you to be open to um, conversation, relationship with another person uh, that is affecting your spouse and in your, in your marriage. So that's that's really important, you know, uh, just to keep track of. So, so let's talk about what happens when a soul type takes place. Well, at the core of what it is, it's sin. So sin is committed. So what happens is you, you feel guilty um, about it. You feel shame about it. Uh, initially, you may not, but but deep down, you're stuffing that because you know it's wrong. Um, you know, the excitement of it or the, you know, oh gosh, somebody's now paying attention to me. Those feelings often will fade and, and you will have feelings of guilt and shame. So that, what that hap- what happens is that opens the door for Satan to establish this stronghold in your life. And that's just not a good place to be. So, so what happens is the sin is committed and then a spiritual bonding takes place so we are spiritually bonded to everyone with whom we have established a soul tie. That's, that's like adultery, it creates strongholds, bringing inner confusion, guilt, and shame. It makes it difficult to connect or bond with your spouse. Uh, that is a a big one for soul ties because you are supposed to be reserving that part of your life, the sexual side of your life and the intimacy part of your life for your spouse only. But when you're sharing that now in adult, in adulterous situation with someone outside of the marriage, then it it just, you just are ending up confused and life just takes a turn for the worse. Like again, um, you know, those euphoric feelings of this is exciting and whatnot, um, you know, that's going to fade because the grass is not always greener. A biblical example of that would be David, King David in Bathsheba. Uh, he was in endless anguish over his sin with Bathsheba. For those of you that, that have not heard that story in the Bible, it's in 2 Samuel chapter 11. Um, he uh, wanted Bathsheba. He saw her on a rooftop bathing, and he had to have her even though she was married to another man. And so he called for her and defiled her, I'll say. And um, he was in anguish over it to the point where he had her husband killed, put him on the front line at the in the war, and he was killed. And so <laughs> that is a biblical example of just the anguish and uh, the the traumatic experience can happen in when you step outside of the covenant of marriage it can be a person that you loved long ago and you still recall in your fantasies let's just say you haven't been able to let them go and you just wonder why in the world do i keep thinking about that person why in the world do i keep fantasizing about that person uh, well it's a soul tie because your spirit is longing for them because you've had intimacy, intimacy with them whether it's sexual or whether it's emotional Uh, Until that is severed, you're still going to be at the mercy of that. So any relationship that becomes more important than being single-mindedly focused on God, that's a soul tie. So what are some signs that you have an unhealthy soul tie with someone who's not your spouse, let's just say, since we're talking about the covenant of marriage here, Um, but you can apply this across all aspects of your relationships um One thing is, is that you feel connected on a deeper level with that person than you uh, necessarily would with your spouse. Um, that's not a good thing. Um, this person or they elicit strong reactions from you. Um, they feel familiar. Uh, there's a thing called a familiar spirit that's not always good. Um, they may feel like, you might feel like they complete you we talked about the soulmate concept of soulmate last week check that out um your your relationship feels unique or it's one of a kind um and or they show up at significant times it just happened to be at the right place at the right time well that is not coincidental satan's hand is at play in in all of this and in these soul ties his hand is at play because he wants you to sin. And he wants to destroy families and destroy marriages. That is what's at play here. So again, anyone that is replacing your dependence on God and God alone, or anyone that's taking first place in your heart and mind above your spouse is a soul tie. So what do we do uh, when we now we are made aware that we have a soul tie, but what in the world am I supposed to do about it? Well, the first thing is and, and what we do when we realize is, is confess. The uh, Bible calls us to confess our sins. Uh, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It says that in John 1, 9. Um, So you have to see it for what it is, and you have to recognize it for what it is. It's sin. So you have to see soul ties for what they are, and that is sin. You won't be able to break the soul tie if you're not accepting responsibility for what they are. It is sin, number one, plain and simple. And that scripture was 1 John 1, 9, I believe. Um, so take some time with God. Have him search you to see if there are soul ties in your life. It, it really is a conversation with you and God. It's a conversation that doesn't have to happen Uh, verbally between, you know, you can just get in in your quiet spot and just ask the Lord to reveal to you what are the names of the people I have soul ties with. He'll bring them to your remembrance. He'll bring them to your mind. That's how it happened for me. And I was just newly, a newly new believer. So that can happen and will happen. Um Psalm 139, 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts, see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way at everlasting. That's seeking the Lord out. Lord, search me. No, tell me if there's any offensive way in me, that's, that's the sin that he's drawing out in you. And that's always a good thing. It might not feel good, but that's always a good thing. Journal what he tells you, there might be a lot as in my case, there were a lot um, of of soul ties, I wasn't necessarily um, promiscuous as a, a teenager or whatnot. But there were just a lot of emotional connections that I made with people that weren't healthy. And um, like I said earlier, it doesn't always have to be sexual. So um, depending on your history, like I said, there, there may be a lot. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up. God is a God of mercy and grace and compassion and love. And he is going to walk you through this process to bring freedom and to, bring, and to make those shackles just break off of you. Uh, I truly believe that and just really uh, excited for your journey in this. So con- confess each sin specifically. And allow the Lord to lead you. It, for an example, uh, Lord, I confess that I've had sex with my boyfriend in high school. You can, I, I would say his name, and I renounce that sin and any pleasure that I gain from it. I ask you to break the soul tie with, and you would say the boyfriend's name in Jesus' name, and I ask for forgiveness. It's simple. God doesn't make this stuff complex. People make it complex. People want processes and programs and orders for this. And and God is just like, no, it, it's not hard. Confess your sin. The word says he's faithful. He will forgive us of our sins if we confess our sins. So um, another example, Lord, I confess that I place my I would say best friends, opinions, and advice above yours, I especially above over my spouse. I confess that I confide in my friend over my spouse and over you. I renounce that sin and break that soul tie in Jesus' name, and I ask forgiveness in the name of Jesus. So using the powerful name of Jesus, declare that Jesus has broken the soul tie. Thank you, Jesus, for breaking that soul tie. Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. You And you just speak that out. Pray, I am free. I am forgiven. I am cleansed from said person's name forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. And God is quick to forgive. Ephesians 4.31, allow the Lord to cleanse you and bring forgiveness to you in the way that only he can. It doesn't have to be formal. It's simple, just sincere and from the heart. So listen, soul ties are not a good thing. Unhealthy unions, either before marriage, during marriage, life happens, we get it, but God has better for us. He wants better for your, for your marriage and for your family. So, hey, that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Um, Hey, you can check us out on our, at our website at revivalnow.com. You can watch us on or listen to this podcast or even watch marriage minute on demand at on our Facebook and YouTube channels. You can catch us live. I say us meaning me and Mr. Richard, uh, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Every Wednesday at next five or six weeks, it'll just be me going solo, Um, So tune in and support me. I would love that. That would be great. And if you have any questions on this topic, specifically soul ties, soulmates, anything that I have shared podcast-wise or on our live broadcast, just email your questions to revivalnow.com. We love you guys, and we just thank you for your prayers and your support. Have a great one. Till next week. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.